1: Welcome to Breakout the Popcorn. This episode is sponsored by Free Spreach Spree 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 Spree.
0: Okay, so after like a fit of laughter and Connie sounding like Gail from Bob's burger singing her heart out to driver's license, let's go ahead and get started. Yeah? Sure. Okay. <laughs> so how are you doing today?
1: Um well, it is ten minutes till my bedtime, so um, you know, real good. Okay. How are you doing?
0: I'm I'm doing better now. I was in a very bad headspace. And yeah, I left work and I started to feel better. Shocking. I think Everybody who listens to us now believes that my work is a toxic environment.
1: My work is a toxic environment. I work by myself.
0: That's That says a lot about your character, Con. I
1: know. I know. <laughs> I'm working on it.
0: <laughs> so, really quick. I've been thinking if we get our first sponsorship, I want it to be Clash Royale.
1: Get Just out of so here. so I can get
0: some free stuff.
1: Get out of here. No, it's probably going to be that idle minor game. Because you will not stop posting on Facebook about it.
0: Is it actually showing up?
1: Yes. (laughs) It (laughs) notified me. Rico Jamat posted a story.
0: Did I become somebody's mom?
1: Yes, Rico. (laughs) Yes. And I was like, what is Rico posting on his story in the middle of a work day? And it was, join me in mining. And I was like, what the fuck, Rico? Yeah,
0: I mean, stock markets are up. So might as well get into mining gold. And coal on Idle Miner
1: On your phone
0: Yeah, so I mean, I can go ahead and connect my Idol Miner to our Facebook page And then just have our fans Get out of here Jump on my thing
1: Get out of here <laughs> And
0: boost my gold through the roof And then we can get our first marketing deal
1: Okay, yeah, That that's gonna be, that's the plan
0: I mean, that's just personally something that I've been thinking about doing is getting our first sponsorship. So if anybody out there wants to sponsor us...
1: AMC. I heard your stocks are going up.
0: GameStop.
1: GameStop has nothing to do with us.
0: I mean, yeah, but I can talk about video games. Okay. All right, all right, right. you ready? You ready to check this out? Oh, no. Are you looking for an action-packed video game this summer? Go ahead and get Mortal Kombat 14. It's the same old shit from last time just different colors. How's that?
1: I love that. Did you really? I love it. See? It's your announcer voice.
0: There we go. GameStop.
1: Hit us up.
0: Um what else? What else? What else? So, I know it's still kind of early. Okay. We haven't called them kernels in a long time. So, hi okay. kernels. I'm sorry. Okay. Um but I want to come up with a t-shirt idea soon.
1: Okay. Yeah, we'll work on that. Absolutely. you guys have any good ideas feel free to let us know email us we're finally posting on instagram i posted a picture about what house would scarface be in
0: i remember that now (laughs) yeah i
1: forgot to post the rest of them
0: i didn't secretly mouth out to you what the hell did we (laughs) post on the instagram what did
1: we post on the instagram you old man
0: um what did
1: we post on the instagram
0: (laughs) sonny boy well, you're not a son I'm anymore. just
1: sharing my my idle miner <laughs> link on my Facebook story. <laughs> Bro, I dead. just get on Facebook to play the games. It's fine. You got I, the new iPhone. Can you update my apps for me, son?
0: Okay, but <laughs> to be fair, <laughs> I used to play Tetris on Facebook all the fucking me time. Me too. I
1: think that's how like we flirted in the beginning.
0: I think that is how we flirted in the beginning. Yeah. Yeah. Whoops. I used to kick your ass.
1: We, we started flirting March he, of 20, 2011, no, And then I no got my computer before. taken away. Damn.
0: And then you started playing without me, and then you started getting better, and your rank was always higher than my rank, because you played so often.
1: Look, as a teenager, I was, um...
0: This is why me and Connie don't play games together, by the way.
1: Yeah, as a teenager, I was very much a, I have to win every single thing. I'm not like that anymore.
0: Y- yes, you are.
1: No, I'm not. I just have to be the best at every possible thing I can do. Okay. But I don't have to win every game, you know? Right. So I don't play Facebook games. I don't play games in general anymore, so.
0: Ooh, ooh, do an ad for your covet game. Go for it. I want to hear it.
1: No, I don't want to get made fun of.
0: <laughs> just go for it. Try it. No. Try it. No. Are you ready for an action pack game this summer?
1: You <laughs> <laughs> get to dress people up. <laughs> <laughs> Join my fierce fashion house as we rally to win the prizes. Actually, we are very
0: competition.
1: We are very serious about it though. Let me tell you that. Aren't
0: y'all like on Facebook Messenger together too?
1: Yes, we do have a group chat.
0: Do you have anybody that's like your friend on there?
1: I consider them my friends, but I don't know if we're actually friends.
0: Do you have any like one specific one that you want to say hi to?
1: No. Uh
0: Oh. Okay, well that was uh, that summed that up pretty quick.
1: Sorry, um, I don't think they know me.
0: Um, who do I want to shout out on? Oh, I do have somebody to shout out on my clash. So I'm not gonna. I would never call anybody, um, big, and fatherly figure, anytime in my life. But shout out to Vato. I'm not gonna say your full name, man, because I just I personally cannot. Call another man a big fatherly figure. Um, you know the, the the awkward way to say dad. Yeah, I'm not gonna awkwardly call him dad with a Y. Why are you staring at me so weird?
1: Daddy. <laughs>
0: yeah, yeah, that's his, <laughs> it's big that word Bato. and I just personally can't can't say it. So <laughs> shout out to you. Um, you did definitely look up the podcast as soon as i posted something about it um shout out my my valhalla clan on (laughs) clash um
1: shout out to my tiktok people because y'all really don't ever click the link in my bio but
0: shout out to the ones that do
1: yeah the ones that maybe do you know what shout out to all the all the seven-year-olds that comment first on my tiktoks
0: shout out to haven because I know he wants a shout-out on something. So.
1: You got it, bud. You there you got
0: go. It. There's your shout-out. And for those of y'all who don't know, that's um, Connie's half-brother? Step-brother? step-brother. Side-brother? Even. Okay.
1: He's my step-brother, but he's your full-brother.
0: No, that makes it awkward because that's your dad's step-son. stepson. So if he's my full-brother, then we he have some weird family line.
1: He considers you guys full-brothers. Yeah, he does. He yeah. definitely does. I love mm-hmm. Haven. Mm-hmm.
0: Haven's my little buddy.
1: Um, Also, I want to say shout out to Jamie for the podcast movie recommendation.
0: Yes, Jamie.
1: You are the real MVP because...
0: You're the first.
1: Yeah, honestly, you are the first. But I would have never, ever watched the movie we were covering like on my own.
0: No, I definitely wouldn't have either. Um, This is... uh, So the movie that we're covering is a lawyer-based movie
1: a lawyer base, kind
0: of like I would consider in the lawyer film movie
1: I think it's more of like it's it's a documentary type movie but it's not like uh you don't hear from people that were directly involved in it it's very much a movie a cinematic experience
0: cinematic um what was the documentary it's
1: it's a theatrical 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 retelling of historical events with a little bit of spice added in
0: but I'm the old man right (laughs)
1: Look, I'm just a, I'm a, I'm a storyteller. Okay.
0: Okay. All right. But so,
1: it it's actually a really, really good movie. It's the Trial of the Chicago Seven because we haven't said the name yet. It is a Netflix original. I want to
0: make like a big grand gesture to say the name, but okay,
1: do your do your grand gesture.
0: So the movie that we are covering is the Trial of the Chicago Seven. I love it. You can find it on Netflix, which is a very interesting streaming platform.
1: Oh, I thought you were about to spell it out. I thought you were about to say, you can put it on Netflix, which is E... E, that's how you spell
0: Netflix, huh?
1: N-E-T-F-L-I-X, netflix.com.
0: Or you can find it on your smart TV or telephone.
1: Through netflix.com.
0: I just called it a telephone. I meant cell phone.
1: Fucking old man. (laughs) (laughs) It's this portable computer We're doing this thing
0: called a podcast.
1: It's the... The pod, it's being cast into the cloud. People can listen to it, apparently. It's like radio.
0: Why is your old man voice so good?
1: I don't know. I can't do accents, but I can do an old man, and I can do a New Jersey accent. That's do about new it. New Jersey
0: accent. Show them your New, your no, new Jersey No, because I feel like accent. somebody
1: from New Jersey is going to listen and be like, I don't fucking sound like that, you little bitch. <laughs> They're just really intense. It scares me.
0: Okay, really quick. We have a new mini fridge. I don't know if you heard that popping sound, but holy shit.
1: Thanks, Tori. Why did it
0: make a popping sound?
1: It keeps our drinks cool as we, I was trying to say, like, as we keep ourselves quenched while doing a podcast, but no, it just came out weird. Yeah, it definitely did. Yeah, that was Sorry. Awkward. Sorry. <laughs>
0: <laughs> this episode's actually really fun. All right. So, last trial. shout out. Last shout out. Oh, okay. So, shout out to Tori for keeping our drinks cold while we keep our minds hot.
1: And my pizza rolls frozen. Thank you.
0: It also keeps your pizza rolls to yourself.
1: You were not Cause, wrong. Because
0: you've been trying to hide them from everybody.
1: <laughs> Look, it's just because y'all can eat anything. I still have that COVID taste.
0: I, so still have I a only
1: taste, too. Yes, but I only eat cheese. You can eat three meat without any issue. That's true. Exactly. So, anyways, um, back to the movie.
0: Geez, Slappy McGee. You want to slap another mic?
1: That was my bad. That was my bad. But <laughs> back to the movie. Trial of Chicago 7. Phenomenal movie.
0: I am going to need you to stop slamming your elbow onto the desk, though. <laughs>
1: I know, I need to like lower my voice too because I heard myself play back and I was like "Oh, it's really fucking loud so um, this movie, it's available on Netflix, Netflix it's a Netflix original so, it's a Netflix
0: original? yeah, so you oh. can't find
1: it on Hulu or anything like that but it is well worth it
0: yeah, and I've been telling a lot of people um, like I said, this isn't a movie that I personally would have found and been like, yeah, let me go ahead and watch mm-hmm. this and like you said, it's not a movie that you would have found and been like, hey, let's watch this But after watching it, um, I definitely want to watch it again for, like, a second time. Just to, like, find different things. You know what I mean? Yeah. And then I have been telling anybody who will listen
1: to watch watch
0: it. it. Yeah. Yeah. So I've told, like, I think five coworkers Mm -hmm. and, like, maybe three random people on the street. But... (laughs) um,
1: Actually, he hasn't been doing that because COVID. We don't talk to people on the street.
0: I can talk to them through a mask as long as I enunciate
1: and yell. Yell across the street. Hey! Have you seen Chicago Seven? You should watch it. It's on Netflix. You're welcome. Trial of the Chicago. No, Chicago Seven. Seven. Hold up your hands. Yes. Yeah, that's. I knew. I knew that it. That was.
0: That was beautiful.
1: You're welcome. It was a whole cinematic masterpiece. I was
0: very confused about your skit, but you know what? You pulled it together, and I'm proud of you. Look,
1: I do TikToks. I. I. That's. I speak in skits now. Okay. <laughs> Can't stop. (laughs) So, in this movie, it's... We're going to tell you kind of who the Chicago 7 were. Kind of why they are on trial. The plot of the movie. It's a little bit hard to say this is the plot of the movie. Because it's about real events. So, the movie is kind of them retelling what happens. And you kind of seeing what happens. And a lot of it is based off of the original court transcripts. So, it sticks pretty true to the original events. But, of course hollywood spice um so Rico, do you want to start us off with who the chicago seven were
0: yes so the chicago seven were originally the chicago eight mm-hmm. they were a group of defendants defendants i'm sorry accused of conspiring conspiring i could not
1: conspiring sorry the, the, yeah i don't okay. know what's going
0: on let me read that again the chicago seven originally the chicago eight were a group of defendants accused of conspiring to incite a riot during the 1980s 1968 mm-hmm. i'm getting there i promise Uh, Democratical National Convention in Chicago Uh, They were found guilty of inciting a riot But acquitted on all conspiracy charges
1: So yeah, they were originally called the Chicago Eight But then one of them was acquitted Because, you know, there were some issues with who was representing him Um, And so they ended up turning into the Chicago Seven And ultimately, five of them were convicted Two of them were acquitted on their charges Um... They're kind of like the scapegoats of the entire thing.
0: Right. So they were all protesting the Vietnam War in 1968. Um, it was for the Democratic National Convention in Chicago. But violent clashes with police led to riots, over 125 fires, 210 buildings being damaged, and over 650 arrests, and possibly a few deaths.
1: So yeah, there was a lot of damage being done, and a lot of it was kind of <sighs> prompted by the police. So the riots weren't necessarily like oh protesters were just being violent and stuff like that they clashed a lot with the police and that's what led to all this violence right is they had permits to be in the park but then the mayor of chicago was like i don't want anybody at the democratical national democratic national convention to see them like Mm -hmm. i don't want them to be around when this happened so he was like hey everybody has to be out of the park by a certain time and there were so many tens of thousands of people they could not get them out of the park Mm -hmm. And so, eventually, police became brutal, well, they became violent, of course, and their brutality kind of charged this whole revolution into saying, hey, like, if blood's going to flow, let everybody in Chicago see blood flowing down the streets, even the people at the Democratic National Convention.
0: Right. So, the accused defendants were leaders or public figures of multiple impactful groups, Abby Hoffman, Jerry Rubin, they co-founded the Youth International Party, also known as the Yippies, um, David, Dave Dillinger, Dillinger, Dellinger, sorry, isn't it's that okay. a thing that happens in the movie, too? Yep. Um, and Rennie Davis were both pacifists, and they were key parts of the National Mobilization Committee to End the War in Vietnam, or MOBE. Um, Tom Hayden was also part of MOBE, that's um, Eddie Redmayne's character. Yes. We haven't um, said
1: it, but Eddie Redmayne is in the movie.
0: Newt's Commander, for those of y'all who do not mm-hmm.
1: know. Yep. Okay.
0: Um, I also found that Lee Weiner
1: mm-hmm.
0: was a part of MOBE, but I haven't been able to find out much about John Frionis. So Bobby Seal was the eighth member that you mentioned, mm-hmm. and he was a chairman of the Black Panther Party, and had only been given a or spe- er, Sorry, he had only given a speech during that time, having nothing to do with either group. Uh, mob or the Yippies. So, oh, I'm sorry, are you going to say something? Okay, go ahead.
1: Oh, well, I was just going to say that that's why they were saying, yeah, this was a conspiracy, they all knew each other, they all spoke to each other, and that's why they were charging them with conspiracy. Right. And so that's why they were acquitted, ultimately, on the conspiracy charges, because it was hard to prove that A, all of them knew each other, and B, they all just intricately planned this whole thing into creating this um, violent riot and protest when ultimately they they knew of each other. I don't know if Bobby Seale knew many of them, but they knew of each other. Well, he other. said he
0: didn't know any of them.
1: I don't think he did.
0: Prior to the trial.
1: Yeah, I'm pretty sure at the trial he said he didn't know any of them, and mm-hmm. that's, that's the thing. It's that he was literally there for maybe a day to give a speech And that was it. He and the reason he was charged is because they said that his speech incited violence against the cops.
0: Mm -hmm. I read somewhere that it was um, between four to eight hours of uh, or with Bobby Seale in Chicago. Yeah. So he
1: and he was actually there to stand stand in for somebody else for somebody else exactly.
0: So he was there for a couple hours to be a stand in, give a speech. Granted, the speech was a anti cop speech.
1: But it said, you know, if they if they attack, then, then we do what back. you do yeah. what you
0: must. Right. Yeah. Which I mean necessarily doesn't you know doesn't help prove things, that it's but... a non nonviolent yeah. protest. But it was Whereas
1: with the other organizations before they went, they literally were handing out material saying, Hey, this is gonna be a nonviolent thing. You know, we wanna go we want to come peacefully. We want them to know that we're here peacefully, all this and that.
0: Right. So we're going to go ahead and get into the plot of the movie. I mean, there's a lot more that we could talk about.
1: And, um, you know, I'm, in this plot of the movie, I'm not going to, like, go over specific scenes or anything like this. Because I want to make sure that you guys watch the movie. And it's it would take so long to go over every single little detail...
0: Right, and that's why I feel the same about the um, breakdown of what actually happened in Chicago Seven.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: While again, I'm not really big into documentaries and doing research, that was a very interesting read in history.
1: It was. It's like when Hamilton came out, and it's like, no, like I don't want to. I don't want to watch a movie or watch a musical about history, like.
0: And then it, you see such great.
1: Yeah. yeah. It. Gave it to you in a way where you didn't feel like, oh my god, they're just shoving all this knowledge in my face. Because when I when I first read about it, I saw so many names. I saw the Chicago 8's um, names, and I was like, never going to keep track of who's who. Like, this is so overwhelming. Mm-hmm. There's so many players. But watching the movie, it told it in such a unique format. And it just, it made everything so easier. And it made you actually want to learn about you know what happened later Mm -hmm. and you know
0: each individual person yeah
1: right it it really did a really good job of teaching you about the events because i'd never heard of this before Mm -hmm. i literally had never heard of the um 1968 democratic national convention no whenever
0: i like watched the movie and whenever i you know did the research i was like damn like this isn't something that i was ever taught
1: yeah and it's really not and it's you know, of course, you you were taught about, oh, the hippies, they protested the Vietnam War. But never
0: this deep.
1: Yeah, you never saw that it wasn't just, like, random-ass hippies. It was actually, like, big organizations that mm. were like, hey. And, you know, now we look back on it and we're like, yeah, mm, shouldn't have done the whole Vietnam War thing. But it's very interesting to see how the times haven't changed that much right it's really sad that we've never learned from history but um it just it shows you that no experience is like super unique
0: right you know and so like we were talking about about learning just go ahead and watch the movie and then come back and you know tell us what you thought go ahead and email us go ahead and message us on our socials
1: you're not but then also
0: read You know what happened Because I mean personally like I said Whenever I was in school We only learned that the hippies did Woodstock And the hippies were smoking a lot of weed And Mm -hmm. you know all this like Burnout stuff Versus
1: organizing protests
0: Right that's when it became like Something so much more yeah. You know fascinating Instead of like oh they were just like peace love and Happiness like these guys There were some that were were like no We're going to go to war with Cops over certain uh, agendas. Or, we're going to go over... I mean, we're going to go and face leaders of democracy and over things like this.
1: So, Tom Hayden, the way that he kind of approached things is, he saw the political side of it first. He said, yes, I want to make all these changes. I want to make changes against war, government, um, education, you know, poverty, all this and that. But he also recognized that in order to make those changes, I need to be in the midst of just the government, mm-hmm. he real he kind of understood that. Hey, I need to make my government work for me and get in there and do what needs to be done. Which I mean, a lot of people they they think, no, I can't do that. That's not for me. But all it takes is one person really just committed
0: mm-hmm. to doing
1: it. And so he was more of that. You know, I'm going to work for this and work my way up through the ranks and the um, political system and get to where I need to be to make these changes. Whereas people like Abby Hoffman and Jerry Rubin, they were more of like, hey, let's just get our voices out there. Let's get them heard. We're not going to go into, you know, government. We're just going to kind of make a show about things so cameras will watch us. They'll see us. We'll
0: do whatever needs to get attention.
1: Yes, in order to get our voices heard. Right. And, you know, then you have people like Dave Dellinger. That's He's like, you know what? I'm not going to be violent. I'm going to go about this. I'm going to try to... Get the everyday man to agree with me. Mm-hmm. You know? And it's just, all these groups worked together, and they didn't see eye to eye on everything, but they all had a common goal in the end, and that was to end the Vietnam War. Right. And they wanted a candidate that understood that, and that's why they protested the Democratic um, National Convention, because they wanted a candidate who understood, hey, we don't like this war. This war was very, very unpopular. Mm-hmm. And the guy that was nominated, Hubert Humphreys, he really didn't oppose the war.
0: Right. So
1: that's why they were, like, you know, all up in arms. Because they were like, no, we want somebody who knows our feelings on this. So that's why we're going to go. We're going to protest in front of the, the area. I forget what it's called. The, the, amphitheater, yeah. oh, the amphitheater. The amphitheater. Okay. That, you know, where the nomination's taking place. Mm-hmm. We want to make sure that they hear us and they know we're here and we're not silent. So, I mean, it's just very interesting to see all these different groups just unite on one common subject.
0: Right. And, I mean, it was a very beautiful history lesson, I mean, from you yeah. and the movie. Um, Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> but it definitely makes you think along the lines of yes you are a single person but even a single person can spark Mm -hmm. something bigger
1: yeah and all like every every huge huge movement movement was started by a single person with their ideas right good or bad ultimately Mm -hmm. but you can do so much you know tom hayden went on to be reelected multiple times in government after this you know right. jerry rubin and i think abby hoffman wrote books mm-hmm. you know
0: granted they got arrested for yeah years. you
1: know <laughs> but it's just it goes to show you that no matter who you are and kind of what you're doing there's going to be somebody that will see you and appreciate what you're doing mm-hmm. you know they're going to be like yeah like as long as you're taking charge in your life and you're being like this is what i want to see be you know, persist about, persist about what you want as long as it's like, you know, good. Don't be persistent about the bad things, you know, forget them. But as long as you have that will to essentially be the change you want to see in the world. Yeah. You can do it.
0: So I've always wanted to say this, but if anybody wants to send me the book that Abby Hoffman wrote called Steal This Book, if you can find it, I would be ecstatic Read it.
1: that would be pretty cool yeah so this movie um like we said it shows both the trial part of the events and the actions that led up to the trial so we meet the chicago eight as the trial begins and throughout testimonies retellings we see the events that took place months prior because of course they charged them and then the trial didn't take place until like six months afterwards so we see the Chicago Eight preparing to go to Chicago. Them voicing their plans that the events will be a peaceful protest against the Vietnam War, and spurred on by heavy, heavy police presence, brutality, and violence against the protesters, and the attempt to silence thousands of people. Police and protesters clashed in multiple standoffs. So after a particularly brutal standoff, the seven, you know, quote ringleaders, were arrested and charged with conspiracy, intent to incite and riot, and more. So Bobby Seale was also arrested, although he wasn't participating in the protest because they said a speech he gave incited violence against the police. So during the trial, we find out that the judge was extremely biased towards the prosecution. And he doesn't hesitate to hand out contempt of court charges for every little thing. So for example, the defense, they submitted 51 questions, kind of, you know, to see if the jurors had any biases against their defendants mm-hmm. and so you know some of them were like you know would you ever let your your kid date a yippie or marry a yippie? or you know do you have any family that's you know related to police officers or anything like that out of 51 questions or 54 questions actually the judge only allowed one question
0: what question was that
1: Are any of your family members, like, are you related to law enforcement? Wow. Out of 54 questions, only one was allowed. And, you know, he kept saying, oh, Bobby Seale is represented by this one lawyer. And they were like, no, like, he's not. Bobby Seale has his own lawyer through the Black Panther Party. He's not represented by the rest of the Chicago Sevens lawyer. Mm -hmm. And the judge refused to accept that. And so in the end, Bobby Seale was given a mistrial and five out of the seven people arrested were charged with inciting a riot. So everyone in the defense served time for contempt charges, but ultimately the convictions were overturned and they were never retried. So the contempt charges, they ranged, but the five out of seven that were charged with inciting a riot, they served at least two years for their sentences before they were like, hey, um, so actually the judge was pretty flocked up and the the question <laughs> to say the least yeah and the questions part where you know he threw out so many that's actually what led to the convictions being overturned because another judge looked at that and was like yeah no he shouldn't have done that like you gave them a very unfair trial
0: and i think the trial lasted for if i'm not mistaken a year or so right
1: I know, I knew it was a. Um, I think there was one hundred and fifty something days, so half a year, I think. I don't think it was a full year. I think trial I think I read prep. Somewhere. Trial prep. I didn't. Probably only, extended yeah, that. Okay. Yeah, but um, yeah, and see, the thing is, is the movie makes it seem to be a very short, short kind of thing, a short trial, mm-hmm. and it does skip around and say like trial day one hundred and fifty one and stuff like that. Um, so it does do that. So sometimes you get the sense that it is. Much it takes place in a much shorter time period, mm-hmm. but it actually took place over quite a while. So I'm not going to get into specific details about you know the whole thing because it is something that you really need to watch. But um, during the trial, they called in a lot of witnesses, undercover um, police officers, and FBI agents that they sent in, and we're going to tell you about some parts that kind of Hollywood put their little bit of magic into in. Stylizing this movie, but ultimately most of it is going to be um, going to be fact.
0: Breaking news! I'm sorry, the the trial actually lasted five months. I was wrong.
1: So half a year, 151 yeah. days. Yeah. Okay. So I mean, that's. I want to say that's pretty long.
0: I mean, I've never gone to court, but can yes, you imagine feel
1: like being the one, the the person on jury duty for six, five, six well, months? Well, that's
0: that's a thing. So. Um, I did read that... And, again, please watch the movie. But we did read that somewhere the judge was kind of using... They're kind of putting the jury against the Chicago 7. Really? Whenever he had a chance, yes.
1: Yeah, I mean, he he... It was just... His whole character was very... Shady. Yeah, and they said, you know, in the end, of course... You get those little title cards about what happened to the people afterwards. And they said um, in a, what is it, in like a poll, Mm -hmm. 78% of all Chicago lawyers said that this judge, like, was not fit for his job.
0: And I'm no lawyer, but I did read, um, so Bobby Seale, remember the Black Panther Party guy, he was bound and gagged Yeah, in the trial for three days out of... The five months that in, they were there.
1: In the movie, because he kept speaking up and saying, like, I want to cross-examine this witness. And the judge was like, no, like, you're not going to. Or he'd say, hey, my lawyer's not here. This is a, this is a, um what is that word?
0: I, I can't think of it off the top of my like, head either. I don't talking about Yeah,
1: that. you can't be, you can't try me without... a lawyer present yeah Yeah. absolutely and so his lawyer was actually in the hospital um due to gallbladder surgery and he couldn't
0: make it for
1: well the judge refused to postpone the the but granted i think he was severed pretty early from the trial because i was gonna say five months he should have been long recovered right
0: yeah definitely um it doesn't say it wasn't really the full five months of the trials but uh yeah for him But um, yes, his lawyer was undergoing gallbladder surgery, Mm -hmm. and so he was not represented. Um, The movie did glorify Bobby Seale a little bit and try to make him look more like a good guy-ish, but he did have a lot of outbursts um, during his court hearing. Granted, I mean, you also have to understand this is a black man being...
1: Railroaded at this point. Right. Well, not only that, it's everybody else was out on bond. The other seven were out on bond. Um, But Bobby Seale was kept in prison during this entire time because in Connecticut, him and a group of others were charged with, um, I think, conspiring to murder. A police uh, officer. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. But ultimately, he was acquitted of those charges, too. He was found innocent
0: Mm -hmm. um,
1: from those charges, too. But he was the judge was like you know what you have this other charge you have this other case going on we have to keep uh, you yeah 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 so i mean i understand why he is so upset mm-hmm. i i don't think that you a know a lot of
0: misrepresentation
1: yeah yeah and he was just being railroaded by the judge the judge like i said couldn't get it in his head that hey he's not being represented by this other lawyer just because a lawyer sitting next to him doesn't mean that that's his lawyer
0: right but what i was trying to say earlier was mm-hmm. um what was the name it was cunstler right that was yeah. the name of the other lawyer Okay, so at one point, uh, when they had him bound and chained,
1: and gagged, they,
0: and gagged, um, they were like, "No, like this is wrong. You can't mm-hmm. do this to somebody. This is inhumane. Yeah, like, this is not the same times that we were in before." Blah like, blah.
1: And he said, that "You're literally treating this courtroom like a medieval torture chamber." Right. Mm-hmm.
0: And so that's what Kunstler said, and the judge defended it by using like some random mm-hmm. like backwards
1: like um court case that had already court happened case, yeah, yeah that already happened
0: that said like if the person didn't want to be represented or didn't want to go to trial you could force them into trial whether it be bound and gagged
1: yeah or and something
0: along those lines like i said i'm not a lawyer but it was very like easy. ass backwards and
1: that's what led to his mistrial like him being severed from the rest of the group is because they were like look you already you already made him the jury's going to look at him and be like
0: he's a martyr.
1: Yeah, they're going to look at him and they're going to be like yeah, this man was bound and gagged in this courtroom. Yep. Like and you... he
0: had no lawyer present. Mhm. And you still sat there and questioned him. You yep. still, you know, pressed forward with him. You still argued with him. Mm-hmm. So at the end of the day, like there's nothing like, before it gets worse yeah. on his part and our part, Yeah, let's just go ahead and let him go.
1: And I do want to say, in the movie, it shows um, Fred Hampton, another really um, kind of important Black Panther member. It shows his death by a cop. It shows his death as kind of being the action that spurred Bobby Seal into making these really just big outbursts mm-hmm. and ended up getting bound and gagged and chained for all that. But um, actually, Fred Hampton didn't die until after. He was already severed from the trial. Mm-hmm. So the movie kind of...
0: And it had no no actual proof that he was there for the
1: uh, yeah. trials. Yeah. yeah, so it it kind of... That's where the Hollywood drama kind of comes into it. I guess to kind of give you a reason for that. But, I mean, a lot of it is straight from the actual court transcripts itself.
0: Mm -hmm. So as we said previously, the film has, I mean, as amazing as it is, it had a bit of Hollywood spice thrown in, not a cocaine joke. Mm -hmm. But uh, that being said, there are a few things that we wanted to mention, um, like we did earlier, that was fact versus film. Yeah. Um, So the Take the Hill line that Tom Hayden uh said if you tom hayden did not say it i thought he was in jail he was was in jail for it
1: no it was a it was a random member of the crowd that shouted it
0: i wrote that down after i just didn't read that ahead it's okay (laughs) um so in the movie a protester decided uh that he wanted that the cops had him pinned on at every corner and so he yells out take the hill
1: and it's a random
0: right it's a random person in the crowd yeah um, thus meaning that they were going to clash with the police in order to like, leave yeah. the park.
1: Yeah, like run up there and take this statue that's up there. Mm-hmm.
0: And so what really happened was that the cops were not waiting for them yeah. at all. It wasn't until the protesters started climbing the monument in Grant Park that the police showed up.
1: Yeah. and So oh.
0: essentially they took the hill and that's when the cops showed up. <laughs> the
1: cops were like, hey, you can't have this hill. I'm going to take it back from you. Yeah. But um, but yeah, that that scene was kind of you know
0: portrayed with movie spice. Yeah.
1: It was heavy, Hollywood heavily spice, so. um fictionalized, but it did show a lot of the violence because I think they used um clips from the actual. Oh, the tear gas yeah. and all that. Yeah, yeah. they tear gas and they beat them with their um their nightsticks, things like that. And that you can even look up pictures online to see this happening because it mm-hmm. was not a um. It was not something that was very hush-hush. You know, nobody knew about it. There's right. very well-documented evidence of it.
0: And so, that's the thing. So, like we said earlier, um, the movie did make it seem like the protesters were in the right a lot of the times.
1: It was very biased towards the protesters. Right. Yeah.
0: Um, but in the real-life aspect
1: of it... There was violence It was on both, both sides, sides. yeah. yeah.
0: Cause a lot of both sides stuff. The
1: protesters did throw, like... And I'm not saying that Hey, throwing a glass bottle at the police is any reason for police brutality? Because ultimately, as a police officer, it is your job to remain oh, I'm getting calm, to that part. cool, and collected. But yeah. yeah, they they definitely kind of
0: cross the add line. them on. Yeah, yeah. Um. So I'm sorry for not mentioning this earlier, but these facts versus the films are uh, for the people that have watched this.
1: Yeah, or um, or if, if you don't mind. Yeah, I mean, if you want to listen to it, just so you know, kind of going into the movie. Like okay, well, whenever I see that part, it might not be something that actually happened, right. and a lot of it doesn't play super, super, super important roles
0: into the movies. Yes. Yeah. Um. So Jerry Rubin was seduced by a female FBI agent. So in the movie, it shows that he falls in love with this girl that he met <laughs> for like two days. Yeah. <laughs> and he says, that, you know, it's a lifetime experience. Like we said, it's not that important. Um. But it, it turns. Just-
1: She's an informant for the FBI, right? And so. it turns
0: out that, um, that wasn't true either,
1: yeah. So, it was actually she was else.
0: right, she was just a character in the movie mm-hmm. to f- progress the plot. But what really happened was there was a similar FBI agent who pretended to be in a motorcycle gang that became Jerry's bodyguard, yeah. And yeah. he was an informant,
1: and the, they still got the information the same information they said they got from her actually came from the bodyguard. But I think they just did it in that way. I don't know, to make him a little Kinda bit more like sympathetic. A, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. And be like, Oh, he got his heart broken, you know?
0: Yeah. Um, so who caused the violence? Like we said earlier, um, the movie does show that a lot of the violence came from the police aspect, but in reality we see that it was both sides. So, Connie, something that you mentioned earlier was that, you know, the stuff from then kind of, I guess, played, I guess, like, history repeating itself, right? Yeah,
1: it's kind of a mirrored image. In
0: 2020. Mm -hmm. And so we saw that, you know, a lot of things as far as protests and riots and all sorts of things. Right, police violence. It's it's not a, it's it's not not hidden from anybody, right? Um, And it's happened, it happened then, it happened recently. But just like the movie and just like back then, each side has its radical group yeah. and its protesting groups. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? There is a difference between protesting and speaking out and explaining why you're doing things. Walking, not hurting anybody, not mm-hmm. breaking things, not you know going out of your way to cause destruction. That is a protest. Yeah. Where on the other hand, where you are hurting people and you know burning things and breaking things that is a riot. Yeah. So we want to be completely clear we are more on the side of the protesters mm-hmm. not the side of the rioters.
1: Yeah, and I think I think a lot of the times too even people who are intending to protest mm-hmm. they can very easily get changed. Yeah, because of the actions of another side like mm-hmm. you can have people that egg each other on on each side but i think if you see like let's say i was at a protest and i saw you throwing a glass bottle towards me now i'm i might be a peaceful protester and you might just be defending what whatever you're trying to defend but if you start violence then you have to also understand that sometimes people are going to meet violence with violence it might not right. might not be right mm-hmm. definitely it's but easy
0: to make It's easy to make it to where you fight fire with fire.
1: Yes, absolutely. And I'm not saying that you should never do that either, because ultimately you don't want to just lie down and let them beat you. Right. I mean, that's never. Never something you want to do. Right. It's. I mean,
0: it's very. It's very complex situation, right? And I don't want to speak too much into it and like seem like we are rooting for anything necessarily, but we do have our opinions that we will keep to ourselves.
1: You caught me. <laughs> you, caught, you you. saw the mouth starting to open, and you're like, we're going to keep it to ourselves. Right.
0: I mean, we, we can only
1: s- make so many people on Facebook mad.
0: No, no, no. And I'm not saying it in that sense. I'm saying it in the sense of, you know, I'm not going to say violence is the right thing.
1: But I understand.
0: But I understand. And I'm not going to say that you know, being peaceful isn't another option as well, but I understand.
1: And look, ultimately, all you really need to know about how we kind of view things, if you don't know us, you don't know Rico. He's a black man. So um, in this house, black lives do matter.
0: True. And Connie is white and...
1: Black lives still matter.
0: Right. So, thank you.
1: You're welcome. I don't want anybody to be um I don't want anybody to be confused on where we stand. No,
0: no, definitely not. It's
1: not something that I want any confusion on.
0: Okay. So, back to fact versus fitch- Moving fiction. Moving on to this movie. <laughs> right, before we get into a very heartfelt conversation. Um, so we're going to talk about the cops' viewpoint on this. Okay. Um, because I do again, I'm not saying cops are bad. Not all of them are bad. Um, there are some good cops. I know a good cop. Her name is Jordan. Love you, Jordan. You've been my best friend for a while now. Um, so I do understand some of their points. So I want to cover, you know, their standpoint. Yeah. Um, so bottles of urine were thrown at them. Feces, bricks, and they even found spiked golf balls that were thrown at cops during these riots. Um, so it becomes a question of what came first, the chicken or the egg? Yeah. Who started the fight, the protesters or the cops? And so, again, you know, there are things that we saw recently that happened back then as well, where cops were taking off their badge numbers, their name tags, mm-hmm. and stuff like that, so that they couldn't be identified when they were beating these hippies and protesters.
1: Absolutely.
0: And so, I mean, like I said,
1: or them what came first? Taking an overreaction into, hey, we need to subdue these three people. Mm-hmm. Um, let's tear gra- tear gas the entire park. Right. It, I mean, it then becomes you're hurting innocent people in the process of trying to take down, you know, these extremists.
0: Mm-hmm. We already spoke on Bobby Seale. So, you know, whenever you get to that part, yes, that did happen. Uh, the movie showed it for a couple of minutes, but it was actually three days of the court hearings. Um, Richard Schultz, Mm -hmm. which was actually a very phenomenal character in the movie.
1: Yes, he was not like that in real life. No.
0: So, I want to get that out in the air. Um, we love Joseph uh, Gordon-Levitt. Love him. Great actor. Phenomenal. But fuck that lawyer.
1: Honestly, fuck the real lawyer. Yeah. Because he was called, like, a bulldog of the government. He would go after you no matter what. And... Joseph Gordon-Levitt's character, him playing this character, made him seem like, you know, I understand what they did. And it made him sympathetic in the sense of he might not agree with them actually going after these people. um, And he has a a sense of right and wrong. And he kind of feels sorry for them. But in reality, the real lawyer had zero problem going after the protesters and their lawyers in court.
0: Connie, you did mention... The contempts of court,
1: yes, he gave out so many. I think 160 something contempt of court charges, either Mm -hmm. 140 or 160 something contempt of court charges, all for the defendants.
0: Do you want to read off?
1: Oh, no, you can. You can.
0: Uh, Well, I don't know how you wrote those notes, so I was gonna let you go ahead and do that.
1: (laughs) Well, um, so Dave Dellinger he received. 29 months and 16 days on 32 counts of contempt of court
0: and which one was that
1: that was the pacifist
0: that's the bald guy right
1: yes that okay. is the bald guy um the one that kind of appeals to the everyday man mm-hmm. so he um he has the most contempt of court charges um 32 counts for him
0: and this is based on the real life counts yes. not the movie counts.
1: yes the real life okay. counts Um, So Abby Hoffman and William Kunstler are tied. So Abby Hoffman received eight months for 24 counts of contempt of court charges. And William Kunstler, the lawyer, actually received the longest sentence. He received four years, 48 months, and 13 days. On 24 counts.
0: Not not four years and four, 48 months. Right? No, 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 no. Okay. Like
1: just four years, 48 <laughs> months, um, and 13 days on 24 counts. Okay. And so the next one was Ronnie Davis. He received 25 months and 14 days on 23 counts, contempt of court. So next one is Jerry Rubin. He received 25 months and 23 days for 16 counts. Next is going to be Leonard Wineglass. I don't know if we ever actually brought him up. He was also the attorney. For the chicago seven him and william kunstler were um kind of as a team they okay. were defending them so leonard weinglass received 20 months and 16 days on 14 counts and then thomas hayden he received 14 months and 14 days for 11 counts going on we have john Frijonas five months and 15 days on 10 counts and then we have i think our last one right weiner yeah what's well, lee weiner received two months i don't know
0: how you remembered everybody's first name i am so proud of you
1: (laughs) thank you two months and 18 days on seven counts he actually got the least amount of time um out of anybody so it was weiner and friona's were actually the two that were acquitted um they had i think their charges were um kind of showing people how to make uh cocktails Mm -hmm. they were showing them how to um create these incendiary devices they were used as kind of not scapegoats because scapegoats necessarily they take the fall right. for things, but um, they were used as hey, so it's gonna look the jury's gonna feel bad if they convict everyone, so they're to gonna make let
0: the jury yes. or not the jury, but to make the judges and the well, court look better.
1: Kind of, kind not the judge necessarily, but to be like hey, yeah, we didn't convict them all going against the government see these two got off these two didn't get convicted right they're kind of used as a oh no they're fine look at them
0: mm-hmm. they got
1: out you know they listened to us so, it kind of
0: like softens the blow
1: yes exactly yeah. so instead of saying oh yeah every every member of chicago 7 was convicted um and now they're in jail you can say no 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 no, no. only five of them got convicted two of them were acquitted mm-hmm. so they served the least amount of time mm-hmm. um of, you know compared to everybody else mm-hmm. and then six of the seven defendants um, remanded to jail received haircuts in the cook county jail so um john kiffner of the new york times actually reported that dave Dellinger did not and all the others were shorn of their long hair for what jail officials announced were sanitary reasons so you know hippies are known for their long hair right That's it's a whole thing mm-hmm. yeah they um they actually forcefully cut all their hair
0: which is very fucked up.
1: Yeah, it's, it's very much crossing a line.
0: Kind of like a um, like adding salt to the wound.
1: Mm-hmm. Like, yeah,
0: we're going to arrest you. And to make it even worse, we're going to cut your hair. And that's the thing. So whenever I was looking at the photographs of a lot of these guys, yeah. especially like Abby Hoffman, mm-hmm. his hair was really long.
1: I do want to say, though. Sasha Baron Cohen
0: was amazing.
1: We did not. We mentioned Eddie Rodman, but we did not mention him. He was phenomenal.
0: And for those of you who do not know who Sasha Baron Cohen is. That's Borat. That is Borat. Yeah. That's Borat. That's Borat. Um, Borat. That's um, Bruno, I think. Yeah. Was he Bruno? No, he wasn't Bruno. I don't
1: know. I didn't watch Borat. But
0: he did a lot of like he's ho- known Ollie making, G. Yeah. Like he's, he's known, known for making like funny.
1: Like these parody type of characters. Yeah. And for him to go into such a dramatic role and just completely nail it.
0: Right. Especially with his accent. His accent was very, very heavy. Yeah. Like, you know his Borat accent. But, like, that's not even his real accent. Yeah. His real accent's, like, very, like, British. British. Yeah, Yeah.
1: But I want to say a couple. Actually, I think a couple of the actors, four of the actors in this movie were British. Mm Mm-hmm. So... I think they all did a really good job with covering their accents, except for Eddie Redmayne. You can kind of hear it peeking through a little bit. Really? You just a tad I heard man. it with Sasha
0: Baron Cohen in the beginning. Really? Like, whenever he was doing his stand-up comedy oh, part, yeah, yeah. you can kind of hear his accent kind of crack in. Just a tad bit? Just a, t- a tad bit. But, like, again, you know, everybody did a phenomenal job with their Massachusetts, Chicago... Yeah. ...accents but, and stuff like that.
1: You know, I think in this movie... Since they did read kind of they created the script straight from the transcripts of, you know, the trial, there are so many just iconic quotes in this movie and just iconic scenes that happened that were real scenes. Mm-hmm. Like for example, when Abby Hoffman and Jerry Rubin, they they just like to fuck with this judge. Right? They, oh they, man. They knew that they knew hey, we're going in here, and they already know we're guilty. Right. Like, this trial, Tom Hayden took the trial very seriously. He's like, no, we want to convince them that we're not guilty, blah, blah, blah.
0: And Abby Hoffman and Jerry Rubin.
1: They're, they're were, like, no,
0: it's a political.
1: Yeah, they're like, look, we they already know we're guilty. Yeah. There is no need for us to actually sit in here and take this trial seriously because they know they're going to convict us on anything they can you know, let's make sure they remember who this is about. And remember, they will do anything to get a camera on them and to get an audience.
0: Right. To hear, you know, what the message is.
1: Exactly. So Mm -hmm. they actually wore um, judge robes into court one day Mm -hmm. just to fuck with the judge. And when the judge his, you know, take those robes off, Sonny. Because, you know, he was a fucking... He was
0: a judge. And so them being the defendants, Wearing judge robes is it kind of like disrespectful. a disrespectful, yeah. It was a yeah. very disrespectful moment and so, for him
1: when he, when they took him off, they're like, Yeah, he's like, Take them off, and you know, they're like, Yeah, we'll take them off. So they took them off, and they had um police uniforms underneath,
0: yeah, just to be assholes, just to be like,
1: <laughs> you know you want us to take them off? So you know, so
0: now, now we have this on,
1: yeah, and, and then it was you just...
0: can't really tell them to take that off because they didn't have anything else on, yeah,
1: no, because he was like, Do you have clothes on underneath? and they're like, Yeah, we do. He's like, Okay, didn't take them off. And, well, I mean, they follow directions. Yeah. But I think they were right in this case where, I mean, no matter what, they would have found them guilty. hmm It wasn't a trial about who's right or wrong. It was a trial, like Abby Hoffman said, they were being put on trial for their thoughts.
0: Yeah. They didn't – oh, uh, actually, I don't want to say the quote because I don't want to get it wrong. Can you read the quote of, like – what he said about the thoughts?
1: Yeah, give me one second. Let me go to IMDb real quick.
0: So, time to um, go ahead and pad this. So, um, yeah, like I said, it was a really good movie. Um, you should watch it. You should get your grandmother to watch it. You should get your uncle to watch it. Your dad to watch it. Your mom to watch it. Maybe you don't have family members. so you can Okay, are your- you ready? There we go. All right. Okay.
1: Um, let me see. So... William Kunzler, the lawyer, said, do you know why you're on trial here? And Abby Hoffman said, we carried certain ideas across state lines, not machine guns or drugs or little girls, ideas. When we crossed from New York to New Jersey to Pennsylvania to Ohio to Illinois, we had certain ideas. And for that, we were gassed, beaten, arrested, and put on trial. Right. Like, there's just so many good quotes that still apply today. Mm Mm-hmm. And that's why, like like I said, I would not have chose this movie for myself. No. This is not a movie. I'm not a huge fan of documentaries. Nope. I'm not a huge fan of history type of thing. Like, I, I like, like history. history. Yeah. yeah. I like jinx. how I did
0: that. That was nice. <laughs>
1: it's just... It's, you can't
0: jinx me on a podcast. I have to talk.
1: It's okay. It's okay. We'll <laughs> talk about it later. But it's just... It was one of those things that it just captivated you. Right. And that's why I watched it... Um, originally I watched it at work and then I came home and I told Rico, I was like, you need to watch this movie.
0: Right. And with my ADHD, I did not want to do it. I try to procrastinate. I try to do everything in my car not to to watch it.
1: You have to do two things at once. Like for me personally, when I'm watching movies, I have to be looking at something on my phone. Like Uh it sounds so weird, but I'll scroll through like Reddit when I'm on my, Uh you know, when I'm watching a movie. But For this movie, especially for me being at work, I was fully focused.
0: Right. I was really trying to play Clash. I was trying to play Mm -hmm. my Idol Miner game. Hey, shout out to Idol Miner, whoever makes that game. Um, But I was really trying, like I said, to do everything in my power not to watch this movie. And I was joking through it, just trying to, like, you know, make my way through it. But at some point I was like
1: I gotta sit down for this shit. Yeah, like,
0: whoa, like Mm -hmm. okay. Yeah. This is this is actually very captivating. Like Star Wars cinematically beautiful, captivating. Like you want to focus on every word that is being said because it it's just so impactful.
1: And you know, it's just the movie flowed so well it didn't seem because you know they do flashbacks and they Mm -hmm. do retellings and of course um abby hoffman is doing his little stand-up bit Mm -hmm. and so you would think that it would be kind of choppy like it wouldn't flow all together but it was so seamless that even in the beginning scene where they're showing they're kind of introducing all the people and Mm -hmm. kind of showing before they went to chicago what happened Mm -hmm. even that they chopped between people so like if I'm saying something, the last word of my sentence is going to be something that you say. Right. You know? But it flowed so seamlessly. It was so well. It was so well done. Mm-hmm. That it's just... I cannot a recommend movie. it enough. honesty, right. And that's why I thank you, Jamie. Because, look, this is why we ask for recommendations. Because we know what movies we typically go towards. And we don't want to be known as, like, a, oh, they're mostly, like, action, horror, and comedy. They don't really do much else. We want to expand.
0: Oh yeah, our, our palette. Minds. Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. Because I mean, that's why, that's why we ask everybody for suggestions. Because we want to know what movies out there we might have overlooked. We might have saw them on Netflix or Hulu and just went, you know what? I don't it doesn't know. have
0: anything. It doesn't
1: look interesting. Like I don't want to. I don't want to hear about like a, a law movie.
0: Right. And I'm sorry. I don't mean to cut you off. You're I know fine. That you're going on on something that I wanted to cover. Um, after we finish the movie, but the movie is so good that I have to keep talking about it. No, you're it. good. Um, so you you talked about the um the scenes with Abby Hoffman doing his stand up, mm-hmm. but if you pay attention, he he says something about his his you know stand up comedy thing. He's like, it's not stand up. Mm-hmm. It's not. I I don't remember what he said word for word, but basically, when you're watching it, you see that it's it's him being funny, but He's using something that I learned. I always wanted to be a stand-up comedian. That's something that I did want to do. Mm-hmm. Um, but his stand-up was used to tell what's happening in real life. Yeah. So he was making jokes in light of you know the situations that were happening, but only so that people can digest it better.
1: Yeah. And
0: yeah. that's something that I believe um, Liza Schelzinger said. Or Chelsea Handler. I forgot who it was. Um, But basically they say that comedy, dark comedy, isn't so that it can hurt, but so it can shed light on a situation in a blanketed way. Yeah. To make you feel a little more accepting of it. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Um, It kind of helps you progress. It helps you understand. It kind of like helps you cope with how dark things can be. And so he was actually telling the dark things that were happening in the court cases, in the courtrooms, you know, what's happening in the streets, but he would kind of like soften the blow with comedy. Yeah. And I feel like it progressed the movie well, but not only did it progress the movie well, the people that he was going to were these like college campuses and stuff. And he was like teaching them as well. He was mm-hmm. opening up their minds to... Yeah,
1: because he was he was doing it with college students. Right, so I said yeah. college campuses. <laughs> yeah, sorry. My brain was uh, like, my brain didn't connect campuses to students. Yeah. It's past so, my bedtime.
0: I understand. But um, he was doing it with them so that, like, they wouldn't be told by their parents, oh, mm-hmm. these are just burnouts. These are just hippies. Yeah. These are just losers. No, he was teaching them, like, hey, like... I'm an intellectual just like you. Yeah. I'm smart just like you. I want you to form your own decisions. And if you need to find me, here is where I'll be. Here Mm -hmm. are the rallies that I will be rallying behind. And, I mean, that's how you gain those, you know, minds.
1: And I just would like to add, just because I was looking something else up um, in relation to the Chicago Seven. But you know another reason why the convictions were overturned? Why is that? The court also determined that the FBI had bugged the defense lawyers' offices.
0: Really? Yeah. So a and they, all them?
1: Yeah, because they had mentioned... Wow. Um, In the movie, they mentioned, like, we've dealt with wiretapping and everything. But, like, mm-hmm. I didn't know if that was, like, a Hollywood thing that they threw in there. Um, But, no, they actually did determine that the FBI had bugged the defense lawyers' offices. Which is not surprising, considering this happened under the... um, When... Nixon was, you know...
0: Watergating yep. the world. Yeah. Yep. Well,
1: it happened during the Democratic National um, Convention. And ultimately, Nixon had won that election. Mm-hmm. So.
0: Yeah. Um, it, was, it was a very rough time. Um, do you mind reading, whenever you get a chance, if you can pull up the quote about the four years, every four years?
1: Oh, yeah, for sure. That mm-hmm. had...
0: Okay, so really quick, that was my favorite, um, I guess, line that Sasha Baron Cohen gave out. It was so impactful for. I mean, I guess it wasn't really something that happened in real life. I don't know. But it's so true till this day.
1: I mean, it, it definitely happened because they took it from the court transcripts.
0: Oh, was it really from the court transcripts? Yeah, absolutely. Oh, I didn't know who that part was.
1: Yeah, so um, let me see. Where is it? Um, Okay, so Abby Hoffman. Abby Hoffman and uh, Ronnie Davis were actually the only two two, um, defendants to speak on the stand. Nobody else did. None of the other ones Mm -hmm. did, which I can understand why. So Abby Hoffman said, In 1861, Lincoln said in his inaugural address, address, When the people shall grow weary of their constitutional right to amend their government, they shall exert their revolutionary right to dismember and overthrow that government. And if Lincoln had given that speech in Lincoln Park last summer, he'd be put on trial with the rest of us. William Kunstler said, So how did you overthrow or dismember, as you say, your government peacefully? Abby Hoffman, In this country, we do it every four years.
0: And for those of you who do not understand, sorry, I wanted to leave that moment of silence just for, you know, the people that did get it. Contemplate. Right. Let it marinate. Um, But for those of you who still don't get it, what he's saying is, we systematically destroy, or not really destroy, but we...
1: We we go against each other.
0: Yeah, we cause an uproar. We cause a split, you know, between our country every four years that we elect a president. Yep. And that is exactly what we were talking about earlier. I wanted to bring it back into a full circle because the stuff that we saw in 2020, the stuff that we saw in 2016, you know, was a giant split of our nation.
1: Yeah, and I mean it's it's really tough to kind of hear that a lot of people had been keeping some ideas to themselves for so long that they finally felt that it was kind of okay to like say things that just no human with any decency should be saying. Right. You know, and it kind of goes both ways. Mhm. But I'm sure you guys can all read between the lines. Like right. It's, it was less about, hey, how can we come together as a country and kind of make life better for everybody living here? Unified. Yeah, and it was less about that and more of like, haha, my side won. No, my side's going to win.
0: Right. It, and it's that's, not, what, that's what happens every four years, is we have this my side wins, your side wins. You know, what can my side gain that they mm-hmm. didn't get last four years that your side didn't provide. And
1: it shouldn't be a win-lose situation. No. It's everybody wins when the government is working for the people.
0: Right. And that means all people. And that's okay that, you know, hey, we don't share the same ideas. Like, I'm from Texas. I love Texas. I love yeah. Houston. I love... Guns. Two things I love is fishing and guns. For those of you who do not know. And there are a lot of people who don't like guns.
1: And that's A okay. That's A
0: okay. I'm not gonna force I'm not gonna force a gun to, into your hand. You yeah. know what I mean? I'm not gonna force you to go shoot a gun. I'm gonna respect your decision to yeah. not like guns. You know what I mean? It's not for everybody. Yeah. But at the same time I know that if a situation ever arises, I'm gonna defend you like you did love guns.
1: Yeah, I mean absolutely. And at the end of the day, it's
0: it's about doing what's right between each other. Yeah. You know, non-politically and politically.
1: And it's about kind of coming together to form, you know, some sort of agreement as to, "Hey, you really like you really like the color purple. I really like the color, you know, let me say. Well, you you really like blue and I really like Red. Red. So, hey, like, why don't we... Try
0: to find a purple.
1: Yeah, like, find a middle ground and, you know, meet halfway where it's not me saying, hey, let me take away everything of yours. And it's not, you know, saying, well, no, let's just make it free for everybody. Right. You know, it's just, I don't know, it's very disheartening, uh, the whole race, and literally families getting divided because they're like... No, your side is so stupid. Like, you have a pea brain, you little snowflake. And it's you no know? longer
0: about being a snowflake, being a hard-ass, whatever the case may be. It's about we are moving into change. We are trying to progress. We are trying yeah. to make life better for everybody, accepting of everybody. And you got to think, like, back in the days, you it wasn't even okay to be gay. Yeah, You know what I mean? And now and today we have not only gays, but we have lesbians, we have bi, we have trans, we have pants, we have everything that you can think of under the sun. And that's change, right? And back in the day, a black man couldn't even look in the direction of a white woman. Yeah. And to this day, we are about to get married next month.
1: God, don't say that. It's terrifying. (laughs) But But no, like, it's...
0: But race is still something that we are dealing with this is something that we are still fighting
1: and you people have to understand that it's not that oh well we have to be politically correct now no ultimately the thing is is be a decent human being
0: right you don't have to be pc all the time i mean does it help yeah
1: should you should you call people the n-word no no no, should you call them slurs because that's what they are? No. No. You need to golden rule like we learned in kindergarten. Treat everybody like you want to be treated. Right. Like would Exactly. Would you be okay with your child being called that? Would you be okay with, you know, you being called something like that? No. no. Like it's just be respectful. I don't I don't really quite understand the issue with being respectful and you know, if it doesn't hurt you as a person, I don't care. No. Like, if, if what you're doing, if you decide to wear a blue shirt tomorrow, does it affect me? No. Absolutely not. I don't care. No. Like, not to be insensitive, but I honestly don't care at all. You do what you got to do. As long as you're not hurting children or animals, we're good.
0: And so that we can get back to the ending of this podcast Oops. and wrap everything up.
1: Sorry. Um,
0: we We're just going to go ahead and say that we are running for president of the podcasting world. Oh, I was going to say,
1: <laughs> don't put that pressure on me.
0: We are both running as uh, co-presidents, dual presidents of the United States.
1: Oh, I cap. We can do that. First, President
0: Connie, President Rico.
1: First husband, wife <laughs> absolutely. presidency. But I mean, ultimately, to wrap up this. I
0: thought that was wrapping it up.
1: No, like we thoroughly enjoyed the movie. Yeah. We. Absolutely recommend it. If you, if you never watch any movie that we talk about on this podcast, watch this one. At least watch this one until we come out with. It doesn't matter an
0: episode. if you agreed with what we just said. If you disagree with what we said, if you want to be a bigot, go ahead and be a bigot. Email and me. Watch the movie. Email me. If you want to be PC one hundred percent, PC master race. If you want to be that, <laughs> I mean, watch it. Like it's you, such will a good movie. Enjoy it, and you will find something. New and interesting, Uh, old new and interesting.
1: Honestly, um, so yeah, I mean, that's ultimately I'm pretty sure you can guess uh, that we lean a little bit more towards the protesters side of things in the movie. Yeah, I mean,
0: in real life, even
1: kind of in real life. In real life, it was very,
0: it was very, uh, it was very gray. Only because where we are today, we weren't born in those times to know where. Yeah, and what happened? Granted, and what we should have asked.
1: But I well, couldn't ask my parents.
0: I definitely couldn't ask my parents. No. My mom was in Mexico. My dad was in Panama. So
1: <laughs> no,
0: <laughs> I don't think hey, they had anything to do with.
1: Mom and Dad, did you guys remember what happened in Chicago in
0: 1968? My mom would be like, no. um, "I was just born."
1: I think your dad is the same age as like my
0: mom is older than my dad.
1: Yeah, I think your dad is the same age as my parents.
0: Yeah, no. My dad's a little bit older than you. When was he born? I don't remember what year he was born, but my dad's like 51, 52.
1: Oh, no, my parents are in their 40s. <laughs> no, my dad's actually turning 50 this year.
0: Yeah. So I think my dad is just a little bit older than your dad.
1: But still, they were children. They don't remember.
0: Yeah. So, I mean, and
1: unfortunately, like I, I don't have any grandparents to ask, really.
0: No. Again, my, my grandparents were... In Mexico and in Panama. a whole
1: other country, yeah. couldn't ask no. But I mean, yeah, it's hard for us to say, ah, oh, yeah, this is. It what... started
0: here, or you know, this is what yeah. really happened.
1: But I'm on the side of people exercising their right to do you anything, know, assemble and protest yeah. and free speech, all the way.
0: Right, and see, that's uh, I'm not going to get back into <laughs> where we stand politically, but really quick, I mean, ultimately, left or right. As long as you are deciding to do what's right by your people and understanding everybody's rights and respecting everybody's rights. It doesn't matter if you are left or right. At the end of the day, you are respecting the rights of another human being.
1: And you do not have any rights to storm the Capitol. I just want to let y'all know that.
0: It may be for the people, but it's not.
1: It's not for you, babe.
0: For you to run up in there and fuck shit up.
1: It's the
0: first time I cussed this whole time.
1: I'm so proud of you. It was definitely not the first time I cussed. (laughs) Uh, True. You know I cannot get through 30 minutes without saying something. Yeah. Unless I'm at work, in which case I would never cuss in front of my customers. Ever. Ever.
0: You know I I think I cuss more at work.
1: Weird. Yeah. It's because you got to relate to all your like.
0: All my macho men. Yeah. You work work with. with a
1: bunch of like older guys that you have to like. Stump for
0: Yeah Have that Guy talk
1: Yeah no I, I have a bunch of Women that I'm like Hey oh my god How are you doing older today
0: older right Is your Demographic Older or younger
1: It's all older baby
0: Yeah Those southern bales.
1: Get out of here <laughs> Get out of or here Or those
0: wannabe southern bells
1: <laughs> Coming in In your denim shorts And your flip flops Being like I have great legs I'm sure you do
0: Baby you look like a lobster with tattoos
1: no they couldn't you don't put a bumper sticker on a bantley
0: i'm talking about the one that made fun of cnas
1: oh oh my she, like
0: god. doesn't even tan with y'all anymore
1: oh my god I okay saw... so for
0: the record i was getting my cna license i'm sorry i know like we're supposed to be wrapping and things up no and she but I have said to tell the story
1: she said no that's a job. She some. Well, take. I wanted to explain what CNAs okay. were.
0: So CNAs are uh, certified nurse assistants. So mm-hmm. basically, like the people that take your blood temperature, like the people that do like blood our, temperature, bl- not blood, blood pressure, pressure, and pressure and temperature. And temperature sorry, yeah, two and one there. <laughs> um, but you know the ones that see you first before the nurses get to you and before the doctors. They do get all the gritty you. shit. Yeah, like they wipe your ass, they clean, shower your you. Yeah, like. They take care of older people. Like those are the like
1: The backbone yeah, of hospitals. Oh god,
0: I love CNAs, like y'all do God's work. But geez, this lady was like, Yeah, um, that work isn't for our kind. She told
1: me that. She, she didn't. Me that. She didn't know Rico at the time. She didn't she never saw a picture of him because, you know. Nope. No, and she I I can't say what she said, but you can definitely say it.
0: Um, she said that <laughs> It's not for our type, meaning
1: the white people.
0: White people. <laughs> it's for the blacks and Hispanics.
1: No, she didn't even say Hispanics.
0: Oh, just should. No, blacks? homegirl.
1: No, homegirl said it's for the blacks and the Mexicans.
0: Oh yeah, I you, you yeah, know, yeah. you know,
1: they're really, really educated when they're like they refer to every Spanish speaking person as they're Mexican.
0: Yeah. And so,
1: or when they refer to every Asian person as them damn Chinese. All right. We live in Texas.
0: So those, those so. wannabe southern bells that have
1: mm-hmm.
0: tattoos that are fucking ugh. fried like bacon. Ah, yeah.
1: I saw her nipples way too much. Weird. I don't know. She would always wear these see-through shirts. And her big, big boobs. I did see
0: them too, yeah. Yeah. I, did, I definitely saw her nipples. Also, too. I Facebook
1: stalked her at one point and She her, had them posted on Facebook? No, her, yeah. um, her ugh, daddy had painted a picture of her. I'll show you. It's okay. really disgusting. Gross.
0: Um so anyway, let's wrap this up.
1: Okay, yeah. Sorry for the really long episode. Well, it wasn't a really long episode. It was just me ranting very a lot. Very
0: informative episode.
1: <laughs> yeah, sorry <laughs> for anything. sorry for not having a popcorn related title. It's just I really felt this episode was not the one to have one on cuz it is kind of a serious.
0: Yeah. I topic. mean, I think I think our like more serious movies and our very um Serious topics tend to take a better toll on us.
1: Yeah. i Like, it, it takes a lot to... I want to make sure that we're doing this right. Uh-huh. I want to make sure that we're giving, you know, credit to the people that were involved in this story.
0: Mm-hmm. And the people that, you know, brought us to the story. Yeah.
1: So, once again, thank you, Jamie. For Ooh. the
0: seventh time. High- <laughs> Honestly. Thank you. I will continue to thank you for that movie. That was an amazing movie.
1: And thank you for, really listening to us from the start
0: yeah shout out to you shout out to all the other people that have been there from the start Yeah, kathy um my dad your your mom my mom my mom listens to it like all the time i
1: know sometimes i just hear her like downstairs just moving around and i can hear us talking in the background and i'm like is she listening to the podcast she Um, loves it
0: my best friends markel ronnie um all you guys all shout out to
1: tori She probably won't listen to this because she doesn't listen to podcasts but um thanks for sharing us on your facebook i really appreciate it
0: tori if you made it this far um thank you just for being a good friend
1: for being the best yeah all right well feel free to find us on social media like i said we're posting on instagram now so you know big step um
0: one day we'll get a TikTok.
1: tock twitter we have the names reserved but yeah. i just haven't got around to it um so it's break out the popcorn on instagram facebook TikTok, uh not twitter because we don't have a tweeter yet i'm gonna
0: definitely get it on twitter
1: okay and then um you can also email us at break the popcorn at gmail.com and if you can whatever platform you're listening to this on um leave us a review
0: please just tell us we're funny at least that
1: like, or just like a five-star, you know, nothing special if you don't have to, but we would really, really appreciate it just because, you know. Oh,
0: yeah. It would definitely boost my confidence.
1: We're just trying to get this shit out there, you know.
0: I'm just trying to do this full-time, guys, so I can't tell y'all anymore that work sucked. I could just be like, yeah, um...
1: You guys are my work.
0: Work, you guys are phenomenal. Honestly. I am happy to go to work every single day and bring y'all content. Honestly. But anyway... Um, you know where to find us. We are on all places that you can find podcasts.
1: Yeah, Spotify, Apple, uh, podcasts, iTunes, well, I already said Apple Podcasts, Duh. Stitcher. Uh Okay. Um iHeartRadio, things like that. And like I said, if you can leave us a review, feel absolutely free to. No pressure if you're going to write something bad. Um especially, wow, this is the wrong episode to ask for a review on. Yeah. Okay. Well,
0: kind of force to, to say something nice. So anyways, Raw Credits.